At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, folks, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I am Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Thanksgiving Day Eve, if that's what you want to call it. Some folks call it Blackout Wednesday here in the Chicagoland area. Some people call it other things. Whatever you want to do, I hope you're enjoying it, and I hope we can get you squared away with some action tonight and tomorrow. Or look, big slate of NFL. We've got hockey, too. How about Nick Alberga? At the Golden Muzzy. I always got to give his Twitter handle out. Best one in the game. He'll be joining us in a half hour. So we'll go over tonight's huge NHL slate with Nick Alberga. Excited to do that in a half hour. Dan Leach is joining us. Oh, boy, do we have a fun game to look forward to for the Lions and the Bears. He's the host of the Detroit City Cats. We have him on all the time, and he's a diehard Michigan fan for pretty much everything except for Michigan State. So, thus, we got to talk about the Wolverines and the Buckeyes, along with the Lions and the Bears. And he's got some NHL and NBA Michigan sports interest tonight. So, a lot to hit on with Dan in 15 minutes. End of the show, we've got some Thanksgiving Day NFL props, some of my best bets in both hockey and NFL as well. So, a lot to get to tonight on Rush Hour throughout the next hour. But it is Wednesday, even though it's kind of a unique week. We're still rolling with midweek movements where we look at some of the games that have had the biggest movements, whether it's with the spread or the total for the upcoming NFL slate. So let's jump into that because there's been a lot of alterations throughout this upcoming schedule of games. And let's begin with some of the action tomorrow going with Dallas and Las Vegas. Now, the Cowboys... They opened up seven. It hasn't gone too crazy on the spread, up to seven and a half, but now just back down to seven. But where you've seen significant movement has been this total. 54 and a half is where this thing opened. Now it's down to 51 and a half. People thinking this could be a lower scoring game. I mean, we haven't seen great offensive production out of the Raiders these past few weeks. And of course, you're dealing with a lot of outside noise and Overall, they've just kind of regressed to probably where they were expected to be as of this point. And, you know, the offense, too, I mean, the case could be made that the play calling has gotten a little bit worse since John Gruden has been absent as head coach. And obviously that's kind of proved, proven to be true up to now. I mean, they struggled against the Giants, for goodness sakes. They couldn't do anything in the red zone. They couldn't do anything against the Chiefs. And then the Bengals stomped them out as well. Now, Dallas does have an improved defense. They limited the Chiefs. Even though they lost that game, they still limited Kansas City on the road fairly well. 
So I guess that would contribute to this game going under and the fact that Dallas is kind of just dealing with injuries themselves. You know, C.D. Lamb was in concussion protocol. I believe he's actually scheduled to play in the game tomorrow, but you're still missing Amari Cooper from this game for COVID-19 issues because he wasn't vaccinated. He's got to miss two games. So that could also be another reason why you're seeing this thing go to the under. Uh, in terms of this game, really the only thing I personally like is teasing down the Cowboys. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show as well as some props, but that would be my best bet in this game. In terms of the total, I didn't really have too much conviction one way or the other. I get why you would think 54.5 is too much because I just don't know if the Raiders are going to contribute enough to get you over that mark. So that's the biggest movement you've seen in Jerry World. Total from 54.5 down to 51.5. Now the other Thanksgiving Day game that, well, I guess this is a night game rather, but this one has also seen a lot of movement. Saints and Bills. No Camaro once again in this game, but even before that, you saw the line move in favor of Buffalo here, which may be a little bit odd considering they're on a short week here. And, you know, the Saints are fairly solid at home if you want to take the points. But look, people are thinking Buffalo, I guess, is going to bounce back from getting just destroyed this past week by Indianapolis. So the Bills open four and a half. This spread now up to six, and it's still shaded to Buffalo, minus 112 at Bet Rivers. The total, you've seen some movement as well, actually, 48 down to 45 and a half. So the under seems to be a popular play in terms of the total, and it's still shaded to the under at 45 and a half, minus 112. I get it. I mean, look, Buffalo still has a highly rated defense, even though they haven't played that dominant of an offense. And I guess one that they did happen with the Colts this past week, and, well, we know what that result was. But, look, the Saints offense has never really been good to begin with, even when Jameis Winston was their quarterback. And now that you got Simeon, the Saints offense is taking even more of a dive. So you got to imagine this is going to be a very slow type of game and probably lack of points at least from the Saints. Now, the Bills could provide it themselves, but that just hasn't been a consistent ingredient of their offense as at this point. And New Orleans' defense is pretty sufficient themselves. So I get why it's moving to the under. And, and I get why you would want to bet Buffalo here, but now at six, I, I think you got to be a little bit careful. I know it's tough to want to bet on New Orleans, but I'm not sure I'm all in on the spread movement going toward Buffalo, but definitely agree with the total getting shaded to the under. Let's move on to Sunday now. Let's talk New England and Tennessee. Early line had New England, I mean, two and a half. And look, a lot of things have changed up to this point. The Patriots getting a lot better. Tennessee coming off a tough loss to Houston where they were a double-digit favorite. But now this spread at Foxborough has the home team as a six-point favorite. And if you want to lay the six, you're still laying minus 114 with the odds. Patriots also minus 265 on the money line. Tennessee plus 225. This total went from 46.5 now down to 44.5. Completely agree with that total going down. I wouldn't get involved now personally just because I would rather have gotten about 46 or 46.5, of course. And, you know, look, I mean, 44.5, you're kind of getting to that territory where it's alarmingly low almost. And we've seen this happen a lot in the NFL. I mean, you know, at least with the Bears game, exception was this past week because Lamar Jackson being out. But these lines have gone down to lower 40s. And, you know, some of them have managed to get over. So when it gets to that 44 range, that's when I get a little bit hesitant on wanting to actually commit to the under. But if you had this at 46, I think you got a great number because I don't see where Tennessee's really going to provide that much offense. New England's pass defense is great, right? And the Titans aren't a team that passes the ball too successfully. And with Derrick Henry out, the ground game has taken a hit. So I don't know what production you're going to get out of the Titans offensively. And the Patriots aren't that dominant of an offense themselves. So the under would still be my top play, but I think you missed the best number, so I will probably opt out of it. But agree with that movement going toward the under in Foxborough with the Patriots and the Titans. But let's move on to a game that I actually did play the under. We talked about this yesterday. Atlanta and Jacksonville. This thing opened up at 48. Now you're seeing it at 46 and a half. I played under 47 last evening. And not only have you seen movement to the under in this spot, but also in terms of the spread. It opened up at a pick'em, and then Atlanta went up to a point and a half favorite in this game. Now, Jacksonville, yeah, they kind of pick and choose their spots where they actually play somewhat decent, and doing it against Atlanta could absolutely come to fruition, but I get why Atlanta's getting a little bit of a love, the love, and especially if, you know, Patterson is going to be playing in this game, 
that is literally their one piece that could actually win them this game. If they don't have him, then we're having a completely different conversation. But with Ridley still out, and if Patterson's still out, then I'm sure you'll see this line go back down to the Jacks. But I think that Patterson, last I checked, is scheduled to play. So I guess that would be the assumption for the love going toward Atlanta here. And maybe just still fading Urban Meyer in this really rough Jacksonville Jaguars team. But that's movement we've seen down in Jacksonville. Uh, let's go to South Beach, though. We got the Dolphins and the Panthers. In this game, it opened Carolina minus one, total at about 43.5 between these two squads. Now, Carolina's gotten a little bit of the love on the spread. They're up to a two-point favorite, even two-and-a-half in some spots if you're looking around. The total has seen some love on the under, too. I mean, a lot of unders this week, I guess. 43-and-a-half down to 42, and it is still shaded to the under, minus 112. What it comes down to? These aren't good offenses. Everybody was going nuts because Cam Newton had two highlighted plays. And granted, I mean, I picked him up for fantasy football because I had to. My quarterback was on a bye, and he did well bad in those stats. But we were looking at that matchup against Washington. We are like, in what world does Cam Newton deserve to be a three-and-a-half-point favorite after coming off the couch and getting into two red zone plays? Right? I, that was ridiculous. And then they lose the game outright. So, look. I'm not saying I'm betting the Dolphins here, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of points at all in this game. So definitely understand the movement going to the under now at 42. But like I was kind of alluding to, too low for me to get involved. But that's the movement you've seen for Miami and Carolina. Um, Rams-Packers, another game. The premier game really of Sunday that we've seen or that we're looking forward to and that we've also seen some movement. Rams now just catching a half point. This thing's probably going to get down to a pick em virtually and. I mean, the total's also taken a huge dive, 50 down to 47 and a half. Going to be a cold game at Lambeau, and most importantly, going to be a windy game as well. So that's where you've seen the biggest movement is this total dropping from 50 to 47 and a half. Another game you've seen movement toward the under, we keep saying it, but another spot is Sunday night football. Baltimore, Cleveland, division game, Browns offense blows, Baltimore you know, some guys coming back from illnesses and just familiarity, you probably tend to think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Tightly played. And 48 down to 46 now is what we're seeing over under minus 110 each way. The spread has actually taken a big hit in favor of the dog. So Baltimore opened five and a half and Lamar Jackson presumably back in this game. But people are back in Cleveland. Five and a half now down to three and a half if you want to trust the Browns here. Now, Cleveland's getting some reinforcement in the trenches. They're also getting Kareem Hunt also to help with that offense that, like we said, has just been really, really rough as of now. But that'll be interesting to see where that line kind of moves getting closer to game time on Sunday night. And then finally, Seattle, Washington. Seattle opened up three and a half. Now it's down to Washington being a half-point favorite. How about that? People are thinking maybe Russell Wilson doesn't play in this game. And also the Seahawks have just been a complete mess right now. And maybe Washington's finally got some momentum coming off the past couple of wins they've had. Total has dipped from 48 to 46 as well. That game, Monday night, 7.15 p.m. Central Time. Washington getting a lot of the love. So is that total going to the under, which it seems like for every game. But hey, we'll see if those actually come through. Coming up next, Let's keep it rolling, but we're going to talk a little bit of NFL, college football, basketball, hockey. We'll hit it all. Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast, joining us next right here. It is Russia. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and of course the Big Apple, New York, with your host, Will Hill. So subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you get hooked up five episodes a week, great local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. On Twitter, you can always follow me at Danny Burke 5 And naturally, I host the Chicago City Cast, as I pointed out before. And a gentleman who does fantastic work also hosting a City Cast up in Detroit is Dan Leach. We got the Dan duo coming at you to preview the gross, but at least somewhat exciting game for Dan there in Michigan. Because, uh, Dan, let's be honest, your Lions are in a lot better shape, and that makes no sense to say right now, but it's true. They're in a lot better shape than the Bears are with everything that's been going on this week. And we see Detroit catch a three, but it's gone down to two and a half in some books. I, I would not disagree with anybody saying, hey, I would bet the Lions on the money line plus 135. I might end up teasing up Detroit to plus nine or plus eight and a half in this game. This Bears team just has no fight. There's just so much craziness happening, and these players don't want to play. That's why the Bears are missing a chunk of guys in this game. Is this the game the Lions finally win, my man? Well, first off, happy Thanksgiving. Secondly, that's a championship-level stash. It's like Mike Ditka asked, so I'm I'm loving the mustache. (laughs) But listen— The Lions. Oh, the Lions. And and you and I have talked about this throughout the year. We've had a lot of fun doing some crossover shows. And, you know, the Lions are the bane of my existence. I will never not be a Lions fan. I've lived in Costa Rica, Neptune, California. I will always be a a, a sick Lions fan. But, Danny, the the more I've looked at this game, and I I know we both have talked about it a lot in our shows this week, the Lions aren't a good team. They're 0-9-1. But they've been in a lot of games. And, and yeah, Dan Campbell – is calling some you know plays like he's a drunk teenager on Madden at times and going for it seemingly every fourth down. But the Lions are, are getting to the ball. They're playing hard. I mean, at the detriment of some of the bad play calling, they are in games. They probably, I don't want to say they should have beat Cleveland, but they were in that game. They, they were you know beating the Rams early on. They should have maybe beat Green Bay. Uh, Baltimore, we know all this different stuff. And those are way better teams than the Lions have. And with Jared Goff, he's calling himself a game-time decision. I think he's going to go. We know it's Andy Dalton. We know the Lions, you know, are, are, are Dan Campbell's not lost the locker room. I think not just value, you mentioned on a tease, I, I officially gave this out on my show earlier today. I'm taking the Lions on the money line. Why not? I mean, it's not like, the, you know, a five-unit play or anything, but I just think that this is the Lions Super Bowl. It's sad that it is, but it's a nationally televised game. 
There will be atmosphere at Ford Field. A lot of people that normally don't get to go to Lions games will be there. We know it's a crap season here, and it's about the rebuild. But I think that as long as the Lions don't turn the ball over 15 times, this will be a close game. And and I think that the Lions can win this. This is probably the best chance they have at a win, maybe aside from Atlanta, because Atlanta's garbage too. But that game's on the road. And the Thanksgiving game still is special, even though the Lions for a long time until kind of the the Jim Caldwell and part of the Patricia era were getting filleted and roasted on Thanksgiving. I think that they're going to be in a competitive game and the crowd might be enough to get the Lions over the hump and get their one probably win this season. You you nailed that perfectly, Dan. I mean, you talk about what they've done to rally around Campbell. He hasn't lost their locker room. You can see, even though they haven't gotten a win, if you actually take the time to look at this team and watch it, they are making some progression, right? And you understand the injuries and the adversity they've dealt with and how competitive they've been in some of these spots. But a big point you brought up, if they can limit the turnovers, because Chicago has not done a great job at creating turnovers, but if you allow them that opportunity then, of course, that's going to give them the advantage. But I think you're absolutely right. It's Thanksgiving Day. It's traditional here, and this is Detroit Super Bowl. They see a wounded opponent in Chicago to where these players aren't playing for their coach. They're just looking at it from an individual standpoint, trying to stay healthy or trying to get their contracts for an exit. Whatever it is, this is a better spot for Detroit. I agree with you. The reason why I'm saying teaser instead is, of course, just to have more security because at the end of the day, sure. it's still tough to want to go full in on Detroit. But I'm right there with you. If, aside from the turnovers, Dan, you know, what would be a reason that you think the Lions could or maybe that the Bears could find a way to win this game? Would it be David Montgomery? Would it be Andy Dalton being surprisingly well? Like, what could the Bears do offensively that would hurt Detroit? Well, I'll tell you this. On the line side, I'll give you two words. DeAndre Swift, he's the key for the Lions. I mean, he's been incredible. When he's healthy, you can just see. Like, you can watch him from the, the legs down, not even know what jersey number is in the game and just know that it's DeAndre Swift. So that's that's what I look at as, as having a big game for the Lions. But on the, on the Bears side, you mentioned Montgomery coming off the IR. I think Montgomery's a huge factor. But Mooney, you know, getting passes from Andy Dalton and what he did last week, and I think that he's a huge factor against a Detroit secondary that's just not that good. And obviously – They've had a coup out for the season. That would have been nice to have, you know, the, the second-year player try to be better like he was in training camp, and that's been a big loss for the Lions. And some other guys are out as well and banged up. I know Taylor Decker's banged up, and Vitae and some other guys are actually officially out for the game. So, you know, it's going to be – I think this is going to be a more competitive and fun game to watch than some people think. It's it's definitely two bad teams. And and the reason – I one of the reasons I'm definitely signing with the Lions has nothing to do with being a Lions fan because, believe me, they're a really bad team – is that you mentioned the you know the locker room situation. I think that Matt Nagy has lost the locker room. There's some weird rumors out there. He might get fired if he loses. Some say he might get fired after he wins. If they beat the, the Lions, I don't think that's going to happen. But the Lions, Dan Campbell has not lost the locker room. And the Bears are one of these kind of teams where, let's say things are bad early on, the Lions take some kind of crazy 10-0, 14-0 lead, and you can see the defense kind of playing really well and the crowd getting into it. If you're the Bears, I mean, why are you going to risk your body, limb, and life for a coach that looks like he's going to be gone, for a team that's obviously not going to the playoffs. That's that's another factor for me on the Bears' side, which makes me not believe they have a great chance of winning it in the end, is because if things don't go well early on, and they could, if they don't, look at that sideline, look at their you know their their reactions and their kind of body language in the huddle. That could get you know bad really quick for Chicago. Exactly. That that's probably what is going to happen too. And and there's just more to play for. If you're Detroit, you're trying to get that one win. The Bears are stuck in purgatory right now. There there really isn't anything to play for except for themselves. Whereas the Lions, you're looking at it more of a team aspect. You don't want to be a part of a winless team. And this is a great opportunity to change the course of your season by getting the dub. So uh, I'm with you. I think advantage is with Detroit. Uh, Dan, a more exciting game to look forward to probably, college football. We've got Ohio State and Michigan. Always look forward to this bad boy every single year. The Buckeyes coming into the big house lane, eight in the hook. Total has moved up to 64. I know you always like to back your Wolverines, but are you a little bit scared of this game? I mean, obviously outright, but what about in terms of the spread? Wait, there's a game on Saturday? I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Listen. This is about as good. I mean, I, I cannot wait, Danny. I'll be there at 6 a.m., maybe even 5 a.m. because I won't be able to sleep. Uh, it's Friday night. Of course, it scares the heck out of me. And we, we saw what Ohio State did to the, the Spartans who beat Michigan earlier this year last week. But this isn't a transitive property situation. And we're not living in a transitive properties world. The Spartans have the worst pass defense in the FBS. 
And the, the thing that makes me have a little hope here is the Wolverines have improved throughout this season. Cade McNamara is not just a game manager who can throw the ball down the field. Andrew Anthony, the sizzling freshman receiver. Uh, you know, Asan Haskins, the, the great running back. The offensive line's held up. And the Buckeyes don't have the greatest of defenses. Yes, you know, they're still an incredible team, and they're scoring in droves and blowing people out. But I think that Michigan's defense with Hutchinson and Olave and Dax Hill in the secondary – can combat some of the great talent that Ohio State has on offense, three great receivers, and of course, C.J. Stroud. And this, the atmosphere, Danny, I've been lucky to be in a ton of these Ohio State-Michigan games, both at the Shoe and, and the Big House. This, to me, is the biggest Ohio State-Michigan game since 1997, the biggest game in the Big House since 1997, Ohio State-Michigan, a game that I was at on the field next to Charles Woodson with that uh, rose in his mouth. And I just think that it's going to be such an incredible atmosphere, a virtual playoff game in Ann Arbor. And I don't think the Wolverines are going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be very tough for them to win this against a clearly better overall team than Ohio, than Ohio State is. But that's why they play the games. And that's why you've seen a little movement back for the, the line on Michigan. We saw some nine and a halfs yesterday. Now it's down to eight and a half. Some sharps are putting money on Michigan. And I think this will be a higher scoring game. Uh, so the total is kind of a lean on the over for me. But I just, if Michigan can set the tone, control the clock with their great ground game, this will be a competitive game that Michigan, dare I say it, will finally have a chance to win for the first time against the Buckeyes under the Harbaugh era and go to Indy for the first time in the last seven years under Jim Harbaugh. I know it's going to be a very tough situation and it's not likely, but they will. You're saying there's a chance. We put a man on the moon, Danny. They can win this game. <laughs> Hey, if Michigan can win, then then the Lions can win. It might just be the greatest week of your life, or at least for this year, Dan, if both yeah. of those teams get the dub. Then you might have to shave down to the mustache to celebrate. But look, Dan, hey, we appreciate it, as always, you making some time. Thank you. Enjoy the game on Saturday. And look, I might tease up the Lions, so you know I might have to at least root for the Lions to keep it close. But uh, we'll see, my friend. Enjoy the holiday. You as well. Don't don't forget my all Michigan parlay. Buckeye or Lions money line, Michigan money line, seven to one. Consider that, Danny. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Could celebrate with a big payout after the holiday. Getting you ready for some Black Friday shop. And of course, like you always say, check out some decent gear to do so with the great offer, BSIN.com slash subscribe. But Dan Leach, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Detroit City Cast, five episodes a week at Dan Leach971 on Twitter. Coming up next, we're talking puck. Nick Alberga joins us right here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Decent Black Friday offers here. So right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you will also receive $20 worth of credit to the Decent Store. So get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy Decent Sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, though, because it is a limited-time offer. So check it out now. Sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. All at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, it is that time. We're welcoming in a very special guest, as always, Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy on Twitter. Always love to give out the handle. There we go. We got the stashes right next to each other. We've been waiting for this for quite some time. Yours is obviously a lot better than mine. You, you, you got the thick stash. I'm trying to keep up with you, Nick. But, no, it's a pleasure having you on. Uh, you know, I, I've been waiting for this moment, and it's perfect because we got a we got a huge slate in the NHL tonight, my friend. So why don't we go ahead and jump right into it? Let's start with the Flyers and the Panthers. Uh, we were fortunate on the show last night. We faded the Flyers, and I'm feeling like we might have to do the same tonight. Now, I'm not saying a lay minus 240 with the Panthers, but uh, it seems like Philly's in kind of a tough spot tonight, wouldn't you say? My man, great to be with you. Got the Tom Selleck duster, as you know, going right now, and I, I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, you know, Philadelphia is struggling to score goals, and it's also a back-to-back, -back, right? They lose last night. Um, not a great effort uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning team. You want to talk about injuries, just it didn't matter, right? Back-to-back -back Stanley Cups for a reason with that team. But certainly, I think you look at Philadelphia. They're rather wounded right now. Martin Jones is going to start this game. They're, they're their backup goalie to Carter Hart. 
Um, of course, Kevin Hayes out of that lineup. Derek Broussard won't play tonight, so they've called up youngster Morgan Frost, who's having a good season in the American Hockey League. But I, I think the odds are certainly stacked against the uh, the Flyers tonight, especially given who they're playing. That's a tough back to back in Florida, Tampa, and the and then the Panthers here in Sunrise. Even without Barkov, I don't know if Philadelphia's got a shot tonight. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there too. So look, I mean, obviously it's a huge number minus two forty, but if you want some yeah. value. Minus a puck and a half, about plus 110 for Florida in a tough spot for the Flyers. Um, Nick, I know a game that you have some interest in. How about Pittsburgh and Vancouver? Now the Canucks catching about plus 175 here. This total about six as of now. What kind of angle are you looking at here? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Sidney Crosby back in the mix for tonight. You think yeah. that gives the Penguins some momentum or is it kind of overhyped maybe? I'm taking the the angle where it's like our coach is going to get fired or our GM is going to get fired if we don't win a hockey game. Like we we're getting to that point, I think, in Vancouver season where it's put up or shut up time. And uh, certainly in the news the last couple of days, they're trying to make a trade. They're trying to do something. They've been a massive disappointment. And then on top of that, as I documented on Twitter the other day, it's been a season of streaks so far for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it seems to be in three-game streaks, by the way. So they lost three in a row most recently. Now they've won three in a row, and they're back home after a road trip. So I'm going to try to jump on that. I will preface by saying I, I've rode the Vancouver Canucks quite a bit this year, and I've been uh, obviously very, very disappointed by that. But I think at some point in time, it has to hit, and I want to see that desperation tonight by the Vancouver Canucks. And hoping that a team like Pittsburgh, who, again, is an American squad, is looking ahead to the festivities tomorrow, not so much the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, that's the angle I'm playing, and I hope it works out tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's actually interesting. I mean, like, is, is that something you think actually has some validation to it? I mean, you're getting mixed with some American players, I guess, but, you know, a majority, yeah. I'm sure, outside of the country. So is that something you follow on a yearly basis? Oh, 1,000%. Like, for example, to correlate it, uh, the Nashville Predators most recently last week, right, uh, because their game was canceled in Ottawa, had four days off in Montreal. And I don't know if you've been to Montreal. Anybody who's gone to La Belle Province, you can have a good time four days in Montreal. So I knew <laughs> they just weren't going to have it. I, I think you have to look for every desperation angle you can. And certainly among them would be uh, the element of rust and the element of, oh, I partied last night. So certainly why, why can't you look at the fact that teams will look ahead? That's why this time of year, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I tend to you know, go and look towards the over as opposed to the under because teams play a bit looser, I feel, this time of year. And we saw that the other night uh, back on Monday where there were six games and I think there was an average of six or seven goals in each of the, uh, each uh, each one of those games and a couple of them almost hit double digits. So uh, that's, that's certainly an angle I'm looking at this time of year. I'll say that. Okay, so would you apply to this next game then with the Winnipeg Jets and Columbus Blue Jackets? Because it looks like Winnipeg is getting steamed on the money line from yeah. about even as the dog up to minus 134. Same kind of scenario here? Yeah, certainly. And I'm playing the revenge angle too. Uh, so Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, very disgruntled his time in Columbus, got the gate last year. It's unfortunate. Patrick Laine won't play the Winnipeg Jets tonight. He's injured right now. Uh, but I think if you want to look at a couple player props, certainly guys who are making the returns, even Riley Nash, a former Columbus Blue Jacket, will make his return tonight with Winnipeg. I actually took some money. Uh, I think it was 2-1 to one for Pierre-Luc Dubois to score a goal tonight, so I'm looking at that player prop. And don't sleep on uh, Jack Roslevic, who has four points in the last three games. And I, I like the revenge angle more than I like the Thanksgiving angle tonight, but I expect some offense tonight between Columbus uh, and the Winnipeg Jets, two teams who got together in a big-time deal last January, right? Yeah, for sure. And look, you're seeing this total at 5.5. It's shaded to the over minus 113. That falls in line just like what you were saying, more goals at this time of the year, and that's where it seems the odds are trending towards. So can't hate that, like that angle. I, I've been I, I've been very interested to ask you about this next game, because and it's the one after this I'm going to kind of have the same sentiment. But with the Wild and the Devils, now you would look at this game as, obviously I'm not someone who follows hockey religiously, but you know mm -hmm. I poke in as frequently as I can, and you follow it so much. And for someone like me, I look at this and I go, wow, it's interesting to see the money getting bought back on the Devils against the Wild. I mean, the Wild are kind of streaky, but you know, what, what's the reason for the love coming in on the Devils? I, they've gotten off to somewhat of a solid start, but can we fully trust this team? No, absolutely not. That's exactly, you know, the line I was looking at today and saying, like, why isn't Minnesota more of a definitive favorite in this hockey game? And I seem to echo and trail what you're saying. Like, I like the Wild quite a bit tonight. I'm not a believer in New Jersey, not to mention their best player, Jack Hughes, is not in that lineup. And 
they've just been a team pretty much I haven't been able to put my finger on all season long. Like Dawson Mercer, a rookie, is having an outstanding start. Jesper Bratt's been hot. There's a couple guys here and there, but you just don't know what you're going to get from the Devils from a you know a betting point of view. Like randomly, they'll win a hockey game the way they did uh, back on the weekend coming back against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and maybe that's the value that people are looking at. But I happen to think Minnesota is a bit of an undervalued team when it comes to gambling, and I think we expect a bit of a bounce back. And don't sleep on the name Kevin Fiala, who has been in the doghouse uh, lately for the Minnesota Wild and head coach Dean Evison. I think there's a spark lit under him. There was last game, and I expect more of that tonight. But certainly um, my my intel suggests that I think Minnesota uh, will pick up some so some much-needed value in this game because I, I looked at the line, too, and I was like, uh, am, I, am I watching a different Devils team than going out there tonight? <laughs> Yeah, so, no, look, I'm glad we're on the same page. And then the next game that I kind of thought similarly with is Detroit yeah. and St. Louis. The Red Wings catching out plus 112, but they open about plus 135. The Blues minus 130. Is this a similar spot, or do you actually think there's a reason or you would kind of more so back up the Red Wings as the home dog? No, I just think it's more so because of, you know, the youngsters uh, in Detroit and what they've done, especially Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider. But, uh, you know, they're coming back off a road trip. Uh, the Blues... You know, I get it. Um, you know, they had a tough game the other night. They they find a way to win against the Vegas Golden Knights, and I thought they were really, really good. So certainly, I'm fading Detroit. Um, quite honestly, from a betting perspective, I will start to fade Detroit quite a bit. Uh, they're one of those teams that I handicapped in the first 15, 20 games, lighting in a jar type, you know, mentality. But I think they're going to come back to uh, what we expect them to be, and that's probably a cellar dweller and a team that's probably going to vie for the number one overall pick. That's at least the way I view Detroit, because I think you look at that roster, I just don't think they can, they can compete with the likes of the St. Louis Blues and other teams in this league. So, I, again, I'm with you right there. I like the Blues quite a bit tonight, too. Okay, all right, Nick. Before we let you go, we got about 45 seconds left. Any game prop, anything like that that we should kind of take note of for tonight's big slate? So I brought it up, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I think I'm all over that. You know, following me on Twitter, um, that I love the revenge angle and just the way Pierre-Luc Dubois left um, Columbus. Uh, I, he, he's been fantastic, by the way, so far this season. So I, I would have certainly a look at that hockey game in general, but more so um, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Jack Roslevic. If you want to look at some shot props or some point totals, I think there's some significant value because it just seems like every time a player plays their former team, you seem to get the most out of them. So probably the game I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, and maybe more so for the video tributes that, to come in that one. For sure, yeah. And like we said, I mean, a lot of the steam going with Winnipeg now up to minus yeah. 134. So should be a fun game to watch and a fun night overall with the big slate. And Nick, as always, big thanks for you helping us out, uh, kind of dissect it and keep the stash going, my friend. I love it. Uh, hopefully I made you somewhat proud. I tried the best I could. But I like until it. next time, my friend. No, thank you. Look, you know, we'll see how long I keep it for. It depends. We get a little bit of a hot streak going. But Nick, as always, take care. and Thank you for helping us out here. We got a couple more days left in November. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Right. And again, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Have fun. Thank you. Always appreciate it from Nick Elberga. Like he said, follow him on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy. He gives you all that great info for bet and puck on a nightly basis. He knows his hockey. Prop bets, revenge angles like he was talking about. A good one tonight with Winnipeg. Line going at that side. Sharper bet potentially. Look at that if you're considering betting a hockey game this evening. And we'll actually keep the conversation going with hockey. Another game that I like and some Thanksgiving Day props. Overall NFL bets as we wrap up Rush Hour. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same-game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, BetRivers has also added more and more same-game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as plays Sugar House. Void where prohibited. All right, final segment as we are leading you into the rest of your evening and the Thanksgiving Day celebration. Manana, we've got some football to look forward to, but before we get into some of those Thanksgiving Day props, let's get into overall Danny's Dimes and a play that I am riding with tonight in hockey. Big shout-out to Nick Alvergan for helping us go through some of this late, but I did want to touch on a game that we got a dime tonight for, and that's going to be out on the West Coast. We've got the Senators and Sharks gross i know i get it but i believe it's a good betting opportunity uh san jose getting a lot of love in the market here they opened about minus 165 you're seeing them upwards into the minus 180 range i mean that's where we're seeing them right now at bet rivers i pulled the trigger minus 170 it's not ideal to lay that much i get it but like we were saying yesterday uh when we had our ticket cash for the lightning i mean you know just do your standard bet amount don't go too crazy but it's a favorable matchup for the Sharks here. I mean, both teams were kind of missing a plethora of players, but the Senators even more so. And this Ottawa team is really brutal this season, even worse off on the road. The Sharks have been a little bit better at home, 4-3-1. and one, But the favorable matchup between the pipes, James Reimer, he's going to be going for the Sharks. He's 5-3-1 and one this season, got a 1.87 goals against average and a save percentage of 94 now, it looks like the Senators are throwing out Matt Murray, who's uh, not had a good year, to say the least. He's 0-4, 3.10 goals against average, and a save percentage of 90. Big steam coming the way of the Sharks. Good opportunity for them against a depleted Senators team. I like the Sharks on the money line. Of course, you can always go puck line if you want better value at plus 135 for the Sharks or the win in regulation to get a little bit better price. But just in the case of overtime, I'm going with the outright money line on the Sharks tonight against the Senators. But all right, now let's move on to NFL. We are getting, or we're trying to get excited. I keep saying it for the NFL Thanksgiving Day. Everybody else is excited, I'm sure, but us Chicago Bears fans, we're kind of, uh, you know, we're stuck in this weird state. I mean, you know, you want the Bears to win, but you also kind of want to see the head coach not there anymore. So, look, regardless of that, let's see some of the betting opportunities that we can kind of uh, look toward playing potentially for tomorrow and it starts with that Bears and Lions game and Dan Leach was talking about this let's discuss Darnell Mooney receiving yards prop of 55 and a half I played that over minus 114 each way now I get that it's kind of differing at many books but if you get it up to about 58 and a half I think you still play over with Darnell Mooney last week he had 16 targets Incredible. He had five catches, 121 receiving yards, and one touchdown. You know what another game for him that was his best this season? Oh, it came against Detroit earlier this year where he had five catches, seven targets for 125 receiving yards. 
on average, he's getting four catches for 57 receiving yards per game at about seven and a half targets. You also have to consider Andy Dalton's not going to have anyone else to throw to, really. I mean, Allen Robinson is going to be out in this game. Allen Robinson doesn't care to play anymore this season. He's not going to be back with the Bears next year. He's probably not a fan of Nagy. I know there's the whole report that maybe he started it, the rumor that he's lost the, rock, the locker room. Who cares if he did or if he didn't? He hasn't been having a great season, and he's not going to try to make the effort to play on a short week after missing last week. So it's going to be all Darnell Mooney and every opposing receiver who's ever led the game in receiving yards against the Lions has gone over 55 and a half, except the Browns did not have a featured receiver go over it. But that's the Browns who can't pass the ball for squat. A look for Darnell Mooney to have another big game against the Lions. Plus, if you want a little bit of plus money, look for him anytime touchdown score. He's gotten a touchdown in the last two games now. It's been a good red zone threat and just an overall solid target. That's going to be Dalton's guy in the passing game, especially if it's a closer game and they're going to have to pass the ball. So Darnell Mooney, over 55 and a half receiving yards, would play that up to 58 and a half, depending on where you see it. All right. Other player prop for this game, we're going to the opposing side, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, another team that has really been struggling with injuries and missing guys in terms of the receiving core. And Hawkinson's been a little bit volatile, I guess, or more so he hasn't lived up to the hype, but he has had his moments. Now, four and a half is where we're seeing his receptions prop listed at, and it was as high as plus 120 earlier. The under's minus 160. If you're getting plus money in his receptions, prop mark is at four and a half I think you absolutely take the over on average he's getting over five catches per game and targeted over seven times overall this season he's gone over four and a half catches in six out of ten games and more importantly in the last four out of five games you take a look at what the Bears did against Mark Andrews who's a tight end but a top receiver for a team that doesn't have many Similar situation with the Lions. So what I'm saying is that Mark Andrews had eight receptions last week. I'm not saying TJ's getting eight, but he definitely should be able to get near or over four and a half. And if they're giving you plus money to the over, I'll gladly take that. Someone's got to catch the ball for this Lions team. So give me TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions for plus money. Let's move on to some other spots on Thanksgiving. Let's talk Raiders and Cowboys. The overall scope of this game, I kind of like it as a teaser spot. For Dallas, but looking into the player props, I want to talk about the two running backs in this game. Uh, let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. Receiving yards, 18 and a half if you shop around a little bit. The over was minus 120. I would play Zeke in his receiving yards probably up to 20 and a half or even 21 and a half. But at this point, Zeke is averaging 20 and a half receiving yards per game. He's gone over 18 and a half, though, in six out of 10 games. Potentially favorable matchup with this Raiders defense that really has not been that solid. I mean, they're allowing opposing running backs over five catches per game for about 40 receiving yards on average. We know Amari Cooper is out. C.D. Lamb is questionable, even though he's probably going to play. Still will need another solid receiver to rely on in this spot. Simple, reliable checkdowns to Ezekiel Elliott. Only needs about a couple of receptions to get over this mark. So I like Ezekiel Elliott over 18 and a half receiving yards. Then on the other side, let's talk about Josh Jacobs, another spot where I think it's a good opportunity to take the plus money. Three and a half receptions to the over for Josh Jacobs. They're having tough receiver situations. We know that. That's kind of been the case ever since Henry Ruggs, of course. And just kind of overall, I mean, you haven't seen the consistency from Darren Waller. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hunter Renfro's still been solid, but Josh Jacobs has come alive a little bit recently. The last three games... He's gotten at least four or more catches. Overall, in five out of eight games, he's gone over three and a half receptions. Cowboys, on average, they're allowing opposing running backs over five catches for 37 receiving yards per game. Again, a similar spot. Look, you're giving me plus money to go over in a spot that he's done so the last three games in an offense where they need to rely on him for those checkdowns. I will absolutely take the over for Josh Jacobs' three and a half receptions. Plus 120 is the number I got. If you're still getting plus money on it, I think it's a very good outlook for Josh Jacobs and one of his props over three and a half receptions. So overall, the props that I am rolling with officially for tomorrow as of now is Josh Jacobs over three and a half receptions at plus 120. Ezekiel Elliott over 18 and a half receiving yards minus 120. TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions plus 120 is the number I got. Would still play that with any plus money. 
And then Darnell Mooney over 55 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. Now I would play that upwards to 58 and a half receiving yards would probably be my limit. But those are the props I'm rolling with for tomorrow officially. I did really quick want to spend some time on a couple other props that I am strongly considering uh, heading into tomorrow, but haven't pulled the trigger on per se. Let's talk about Josh Allen and his passing yards, 272 and a half, overs minus 115. Allen's averaging 281 passing yards per game. He's only gone over this mark in four spots this season, but the Saints, where they do very well defensively, is against the run. The Bills don't really run the ball, but they rank 14th in DVOA pass defense, and they're number one in DVOA run defense. Saints are allowing 267 passing yards per game. Good spot, I think, for the Bills to see Josh Allen kind of have one of his signature games. Even though it's a solid Saints defense, the Bills are going to have to pass in order to win this game. So Josh Allen, something to consider is him over 272.5 passing yards. And then David Montgomery, it's the easy spot to say over his rushing yards. But it's a little bit inflated, so that's why ultimately I'm not playing it. But 75.5 is probably the highest I would go with Montgomery over his rushing yards. You know the Bears are going to look to do that the whole game, and especially right out of the gate. So we'll kind of see where this number moves up until game time. And I'm curious to see uh, when Bet Rivers, if they put up his rushing attempts, because I think that could be a viable play as well. So uh, another prop to consider for Thanksgiving and all those NFL games. But thank you, as always, for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. I will be out tomorrow. Jeff Parles will be taking over. So thank you to all of our guests, all of our listeners, to everybody with the production crew. Enjoy the holiday, and best of luck with all your bets. We'll catch up again on Friday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.